for those of you who are looking around, noticing there are a few folks who may be running late. They like to come in after, you know, three or four songs and get here a little late. You may have to catch them up once they get here because we're starting right off the bat this morning with what we're going to be talking about. Uh, first, I want to welcome all of you here. We are so glad you're here at the Ridge. We want to welcome especially our first-time guests. If you are a guest this morning and you would like to identify yourself to us this morning at the edge of your uh, row of chairs, there is our connection card. You can take a moment to fill that out. Let us know that you are here. Uh, Give us your name, phone number, address, all of those kinds of good things so we can contact you and talk to you about the church if you would like us to. Just uh, if you would let us know that you are here. Also, uh, on the inside of your bulletin, just want to make you aware of a couple of things. One, be sure you save the date, October 29th is Trunk or Treat, so we'll definitely want, uh, want you to save the date on that. Uh, that should be a great time for all of us. Also, it is not on your bulletin, but I want to make everyone aware that October 16th, we will have a very different kind of worship service also. We're not even going to be in this room. We're going to gather right out here in front of the school. We're going to say a prayer And we're going to go worship God outside of the walls of this church and go and serve in mission and ministry to people in the community that Sunday morning. So uh, invite a friend, invite a neighbor, uh, bring your family, whoever. Just have them come and be a part of that. That should be an incredible blessing for all of us. Actually, that is in your bulletin. It's at the top. With that, uh, you can see, uh, actually we, got, we do have a misprint, but that's right. On the inside of your bulletin, you see this uh, person here with their nice big strong arm with the Cairo tattooed on their shoulder or their arm, their bicep. And I just want to introduce uh, the current series that we're going to be going through and then we will be going into our day of prayer How many of you all have ever heard of the exercise routine called P90X? Raise your hand if you've heard of P90X. Okay, for those of you who haven't, all I can tell you is it is insane. It is absolutely crazy. It is a whole lot of work. It will definitely get you in shape. Now, some of you have been around long enough to see a difference in my physique Uh, it's going the the wrong direction currently, but for a while, my physique was going in the right direction because I finally just made the choice. You know, if if I want what I want in this life, if I want to be healthy, if I want to be with my family for a long time, if I want to do these things, and I'm going to have to take care of my body. So I just just said, okay, I'm going to send the money off. I sent it off. I got this P90X, and for about 60 days, I didn't make the 90. It was It was hard. For about 60 days, man, I was faithful to it. I was doing really well. And I lost somewhere around 25, 30 pounds and gained some muscle. Now, thank you. Uh, just, just so we kind of get a context of what we're going to be doing over this next month. I did not start off being able to do that program very well. I, I, there was one section of the program that I watched and I got tired. I just was like, man... Forget it. I'm not even going to try. But two years before I bought this program, I want you to know, uh, my friend Jake invited me to his house to go and participate in this activity called P90X with him. And um, there is one section that works out your chest muscles and your back muscles, okay? That's the whole workout is chest and back. And so you're supposed to do push-ups 
Now, folks, I want to tell you very honestly, it almost makes me cry, but it's the truth. When I first began this exercise routine with Jake, I not only didn't want to do a real push-up, I can tell you very honestly, I was afraid to do a real push-up. I know that sounds funny, but the truth is, I was like, I, I'm a, I am so overweight, I can't even imagine trying to do a push-up. I just, I didn't even want to try because I was afraid, one, my arms might break and I might break my face in the midst of it. But you know, he encouraged me and I got on my knees. And when I first started, you know, if I could do a few, one to five push-ups through uh, this exercise routine, I was happy, even on my knees. I mean, I just, it was, it was brutal for me. I just, I didn't like it. It was hard, but I knew I needed to do it. Well, then I got to the end of those 60 days, and I'm not trying to brag, so nobody hear this as bragging, okay? I can go through that same workout, and on my toes, doing a normal, real push-up, I can do at least 120 push-ups throughout the hours. Now, to me, that's transformation. That's life change. And we're going to go through this time period, and we're going to be talking about these things called prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. These things that we covenant to with God when we we become members of the United Methodist Church, when when we choose to be followers of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that in some of those, it may be prayer, it may be reading your Bible, it may be giving, it may be going out and serving people. You may feel like I felt when you hear and you see these people exercising these incredible muscles and they're thin and they're ripped and they're good looking and it's like, oh, they just make me want to throw up, you know? But you may see people like that in the church that you think, man, they've got it all together, everything's fine. They, but you, you got to know they started somewhere. They started just like I did with that exercise routine and I, they can't do a prayer. And so they get on their knees to make it easier. They don't like reading the Bible and they don't even understand what it says, but they start somewhere. Maybe it's for 30 seconds, maybe it's for a minute, and they learn to stop and say, okay, God, I need your help. Help this make sense for me. I want you to know we're going to be talking about some of the hardest passages of Scripture that Jesus, the sayings that Jesus said over this next month. Uh, those ones that I think there's no doubt in my mind, when Jesus got done, there were people in the crowd that said, forget it. You know, Jesus wasn't the ultimate marketer. When you start talking about eating my flesh and drinking my blood, people are going to check out. Those aren't things people are comfortable with. They don't understand it. They don't get it. And they're like, okay. And I'm sure the disciples were sitting there going, Jesus, stop it. Just stop talking like that because you're, you're scaring everybody away. You know, if you want to follow me, take up your cross daily. Now, for us, we don't think much about the cross. We wear a nice little gold cross, right? We wear them, come into church, and it feels nice. For them, it was more like, take up your electric chair and follow me. That changes it a little bit, doesn't it? Because it was a a, a thing of torture. Jesus wasn't easy. He He wasn't the one that, if you wanted life to be fine and good and nice and this way, Jesus wasn't the one. He called us to some radical things. So today, we're going to be talking about prayer. We're going to ease into it, okay? 
prayer. Jesus wasn't too harsh on prayer. He just called us to pray. So uh, we're going to ease into it. And so I want to invite you all to this time. We're going to focus on prayer today. And uh, just like with the, the P90X, if you see, we, we, we're calling ours C90X, which is the Christian 90X. We may not go 90 days. And I'm not asking you all to go get the Cairo uh, tattoo on your arm either. Uh, but that's a sign of commitment. This person, obviously, they're committed. They put it on their body. That thing's not going away without a whole lot more pain. So let's step into prayer and talk about prayer and what it means to pray. And we're not only going to talk about it today, we're going to practice it right here in this room together as, as a church. So uh, to kick things off, I, we just thought uh, sometimes we like our Christian life to be easy, Right? We'd like all these things to just fall into place and, you know, it's just going to happen. So we thought we'd give you a little commercial, uh, let you see if this is something you'd like to, to purchase today. C.S. The Questionable Christian Shopping Network. No doubt we can get you a direct line if you want to try that out. We can make sure you get uh, electrocuted and get right into the presence of God today, without a doubt. So, uh, a lot of us would like this thing called following Jesus or being a Christian to be easy, right? And we would love to be able to call the infomercial line and say, okay, God, uh, hook me up. Now, he has, believe it or not, it may not be easy, but he has. He's given us his word, his scripture. And so today we're going we're gonna to start off with those things that are familiar to us. For some of us in the room, some of you, this may not be familiar. But uh, let's read this scripture. If you want to follow along, I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 11. That's in the New Testament on the right-hand side of your Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, third book of the New Testament. It's Ma- uh, Luke chapter 11. And I'll be reading verses 1 through 13. One day Jesus was praying in a a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. 
Forgive us our sins, as for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine uh, on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So this morning we're going to start off with a familiar prayer that maybe you have prayed at some point in your life, maybe you have heard somebody else pray in in your lifetime. It comes from this passage of Scripture. It is called the Lord's Prayer. But the thing that I want us to bring out here as we look at the Lord's Prayer is the very first phrase. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. And for me, that term... For, for some is hard, for sure, but for me it is a very incredible, loving, uh, relational term. This isn't, you know, Almighty God, Holy, uh, Holy One who is removed from my presence and I cannot even think of you. Uh, it is not, you know, the one that is untouchable or unseeable or unknowable. It is God, my Father, my blood, my relative. The one who I can count on and know that even when I do wrong, when I come home, he'll be standing at the end of the road with open arms waiting for me to show up. This is my God who I can relate with. And so this morning, we're going to say this very simple prayer, but I want us to think about the idea of connecting with God. Not saying a prayer just because it's rote, because the church has said it for thousands of years, but because we want to take the first step, that that first push-up on our knees, and try to relate with God. So let's join together. I'm going to ask them to put it up on the screen, and we're going to say this prayer together. Are you ready? Our Father, who art in heaven... on my knees to lay down before you bringing all that I am longing only to know you 
seeking your face and not only your hand I find you embracing me just as I am and I lift these songs you and you alone As I sing to you In my praises Make your home To my audience of one You are Father And you are Son As your Spirit flows free Let it find within me a heart that beats to praise you And I'm just to know you more Has become my great reward To see your kingdom come And your will be done I only desire to be yours So what could I bring to honor your majesty? What song could I sing that would move the heart of royalty? When all that I have is this life that you've given me. So Lord, let me live for you, song with humility. And Lord, as the love song of my life is played, I have no desire to bring glory to to my audience You are Father and you are Son As your Spirit flows free Let it fall within me A heart that beats to praise you And now just to know you now Has become my And you'll be done I only desire to be yours As we live for you in our praises, make your home to my audience of one. You are Father, 
And you are son As your spirit flows free Let it find within me A heart that beats to praise you And now just to love you Has become my great give you an opportunity right now, just however you feel you want to, um, let God know that you love Him. doesn't matter to me. Can we turn me down a little bit? I think we're getting a, a bit of feedback. I'm not sure there seems to be feedback. But I just want you to take a moment. You can uh, pray quietly, but I just want to give you an opportunity right now to let God know that, that you love Him. And to recognize that he is present right here with you right now. Go ahead. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we love you. And we come to honor you this day and with our lives. Amen. So as as this prayer goes on, um, we talk about your kingdom come, your will be done. And uh, in the midst of your life, I want to ask any of you all still read the newspaper? Raise your hand. Okay? There's a few of you. Any of you get your news from MSN or Yahoo or uh, one of those? Raise your hand. All right, keep your hands raised if you uh, read the newspaper. Keep your hands raised if you get it on the computer. How many of you watch the news? Raise your hand. All right, um, to give you another exercise to develop that prayer muscle so that uh, you can stop doing push-ups on your knees. And you start working, working this muscle out on a, on a regular basis. We're going to go what I think is probably the next easiest step after saying a, a rote prayer, a prayer that's been given to us, we just kind of read it. Is um, Now, some of us will more naturally go to praying for ourselves, but we're going we're gonna to skip that because some people really have a hard time praying for themselves. 
And we're going to start with praying for others. And so I want to give you an exercise, and we're actually going to participate in this this morning. But the exercise is this. The next time you watch the news, the next time you get online to read your news, or the next time you open the newspaper, when you feel your spirit begin to get frustrated, angry, sad, however, you you can sense there is a reaction in you about what it is you're reading or watching, I want you to stop that right there and pray. Pray for the people you're reading about. Pray for the situation you're reading about. Pray and, and don't just get frustrated because I know I'm, I'm a human being, man. I read the newspaper and there are times I just want to throw it out the window because I'm frustrated. Because it's like, man, this world drives me crazy and I just get angry. And, but God's going, okay, so? I, I get it that it makes you angry and frustrated. So you want to talk? I mean, that's kind of how I see God saying to us, yeah, I know you're frustrated, I know you're angry, I know this world isn't quite where uh, even I want it to be, but let's talk about it. Don't just get frustrated and angry or sad or, or um, worried, but take your request to God. Every single moment of every single day, it's another way for us to be engaged in this world and bring God into our presence And allow Him to begin to move and shape. And so what we're going to do right now is we're going to ask that God's kingdom come and God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And there will be things that that you'll see and maybe you recognize them, maybe you don't. And if you don't, that's okay. Uh, Wait for the next picture. Maybe something in this... uh, this group of pictures will trigger your mind and all you're going to do, you're going to stop and you're going to pray there for the whole time. Maybe you'll skip a beat as you go through and watch these pictures. But I just ask us as the church, let's not just get frustrated and sad and angry, but let's take these things that are in the news, whether they be present here in El Paso or around the world, let's take them before God and ask Him to begin to do something about them. And if he desire that he use us in the midst of it. So are y'all ready to pray? Wow. That was a resounding chirp. Man. Let's try that again. So church, with the power of God on your side and the Holy Spirit flowing through your veins, you have the ability to call upon a God who can change things in this world. Are you ready to pray? Yep. Thank you. Let's pray.
God, for this world, we see those who are hungry, we see those who are thirsty, we see those who are at war. The foundations of our economy seem to be crumbling from underneath us. The stability that we once thought was there is beginning to be shaken, and God, we need to know. We need to know that you will be our foundation. May we as your church fall on our knees on a regular basis and cry out to you to trust you and to know you as our foundation, as our rock, as our redeemer. And the one that when we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it will change. And that we as your church will be a part of that change. That we will not pray this prayer and simply sit idly by watching the world fall apart and say, God, why don't you do something about it? But that we would pray that and step into your kingdom and bring your kingdom into this world. To see hungry people fed and thirsty people with water and wars beginning to cease and and families becoming united once again. People having jobs. God, help us make this world a better place. Oh, Father. 
may our hearts break with yours. And may we respond to what you want us to do. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Over the next couple of weeks, um, you all uh, will probably hear from a couple of different folks about the ridge and, and things that are happening, but particularly around giving. Uh, on October 23rd, we are going to have, uh, it is now going to be called Impact Sunday. And it is basically a call to us as God's church to say, how will our financial means impact this world? How will we choose to be an impact not only through prayer, but also through prayer, presence, gifts, service, and witness? And, and we will be talking about gifts. But I, I always find it interesting at churches who will go through a program and you'll hear lots of people say, Um, Things And granted, pastors get to preach a lot, so you get to hear a lot from us. But I wanted to stand before you as the Ridge this morning and say to you that my giving and Wendy's giving to God through the church um, has not always been easy. It hasn't always been the thing that that comes to the first of our mind. I mean, we had times in our lives where we struggled and we, we worked hard and we had to make hard choices and difficult decisions to decide what we were going to do as a family. So I want you to know that just like you maybe today started off on your knees doing a push-up because you were scared or afraid or unsure, all of us started there at some point. And that's where I, I have been. We have been as a family. I cannot tell you how nervous it was, a nervous time for us as Wendy and I went through seminary. Because when you're borrowing people's money to get through an education and you're making a menial salary by being, you know, security around the, the, the school and your wife is making, you know, plenty. I mean, she, it was still not easy by any stretch. It didn't cover everything we needed it to cover. But she's making more than me. Uh, and so you just deal with that. You know, that's just the way it is. She's just going to make more than me. Um, but to take that check and, and write it. And put it in the offering plate and say, okay, God, this is in your hands. It's scary. It's not easy. It's a leap of faith. It's that those moments of going, man, there's going to be more month at the end of our money than there is going to be money or something like that. And I, and I, I you know, you, you, we struggled with that and we talked about that and we prayed for that. But I want you to hear me say, and you do, I don't know, you can always go and look and find out how much we give. But I just want you to hear me say as your pastor that Wendy and I have made a decision. We made it a, a number of years ago, obviously when we were in seminary, but uh, maybe a little before then. We tithe. We give 10% of our income. We are not a, a, a pastoral family that says, well, because our money really comes from the church, then we don't really need to give. No, I, I disagree with that wholeheartedly. God calls me to be faithful. God calls Wendy and I to be faithful with the funds that he blesses us with. So I want you to hear me say 
we tithe, we give 10% of what we bring in as a family because we love God. We love God's church. And we truly believe that when we give to a place like the Ridge or the United Methodist Church, that our money is multiplied and goes far beyond the reaches of this little room and this little city to the great wide world. We give knowing that God will bless that money, will feed another soul, will dig a well where there needs to be water, will share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone who is desperate and longing and just wanting to know that there's somebody out there that loves them. So when we come to that time of gifts, and you'll hear other stories, when we come to that Sunday where we celebrate what we will accomplish through God's call upon our lives to give on Impact Sunday when we get that nice free lunch and we celebrate and we look back and we see, holy cow, this is what God is going to do with what we give. I just want to invite you to celebrate with us. You may start off at 0.5%. You may start off at 1%, but I'm just asking you to consider now, start praying now, What percentage of of your income will you give to God knowing that He will bless this world through you by your gifts? So, ultimately for us, that is about thanking God for who He is and what He's done and how He's blessed us. So I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward and we're going to pray and just simply give thanks to God. God, I thank You for my family. I thank you for Wendy and the boys. I thank you for her parents and my uh, brothers and sisters through her family. I thank you for my parents and my brothers and sisters and the family that Wendy and the boys have through them. I thank you that I have a roof over my head at night. And that I have food to eat. And I thank you that when I rise and, and I breathe in, your air comes into my lungs and I can live. We thank you as a church for all that you've blessed us with as we look around even this room and the people and the faces and the, and the walls and the screen and everything that is here. God, we thank you so much for how you have blessed us. And we come to this time of giving in our service just to say thank you, to say we honor you. We, we hallow your name this day by offering what we have a portion of what you've given to us. And God, we ask just like we do every week that you would bless it, that you would multiply it, and that you would bless this world with your love, with your grace, with your mercy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lost are saved, find their way at the sound of your great name. All condemned, feel no shame at the sound of your great name. Every fear has no place at the sound.
with your great name the enemy he has to leave at the sound of your great name Jesus what is the land that was slain for us son of God
I want to invite the children now to come forward for a moment with the minister. All right, adults, you all can follow along and do this. We're going to do this up here. This is another opportunity for you to uh, learn a little bit about uh, a way to pray. And it's just a, it's a very simple thing. And we're going to use our hands. So I want everybody to put your hands together like this. Okay? And we're going to think about how we pray. Okay? So the first people we're going to pray for are these out here. You see my pinky? That are far away, right? Sort of. And they're weak because this is our weakest finger, right? And so I want you to tell me who are some of the people who might be weak today that we can pray for. Just say it out loud right here. Your brother. John. Your sister. People that are poor. That's right. Orphans. People who are in Afghanistan. People who are hungry. People who are hurting, right? So we can pray for those. Now, you know what's really cool about God is you just did. He heard, he heard your prayer just then. He heard you say those people and those names, and so you've already prayed. Now, what's the, the next finger? What's on my finger? The ring, right? That's my ring finger, and it shows that I love my wife and that we are married, Right? And so we're going to pray for those people that we love. So I want you to say in your hearts out there and in your voices right here, uh, let's pray for people you love. Tell, tell me, your family, friends, pets, parents, babies, enemies, your sister, your brother, family, your sister, the world. All those, go ahead. People that are hurt that you know and you care about. Miss Donna right over there who had surgery and Miss Ann, a couple of those over here who we love, right? We pray for them. All right. Now, the middle finger. That's the tallest finger that we have, right? And so we're going to pray for those who have power and rule in all kinds of different places in life. So who can we pray for that are the strong and the powerful? God, your big brother, your big sister, let's think bigger, your parents, the police, the president, governors, your boss, God, Jesus, pastors, I know one for you guys, I heard, did I hear military? Okay, one for you all, this one's hard, I know, your teachers, right? Oh, yeah, you can pray for your teachers. All right. Then we uh, look at this finger, and usually this finger is pointed outwards, right? And we talk, we think about those who lead us, those who are visionary, those who take us to a new place or a different place. So who are some of our leaders? Parents? Me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Vote of confidence? Huh? Older siblings? Your big brother and big sister. Man, we got some love going on for the family today. That's good. I think of um, some of those pastors in our world 
that have a vision that is greater than uh, things that we can imagine and dream of. I think of, I do think of God and I think of Jesus, but those people who are trailblazers, they, they lead the way and there are some of those even in this room who have led the way and, and shown us new ways. So, last one is your thumb, not quite last. And we think about people who are far away, even though that's the closest one to you. We think about our missionaries. We think about people in other countries. We think about those who need a hand up from God that may be far away from here. So are, are there any missionaries that you all know who are far away that you want to pray for? Yes, sir. Okay, your big brother and big sister, they're far away. I know they are. That's true. They already graduated. All right. So you think... All right, now I want you to do this. Open your hands. And this is the prayer. This is when we come to pray for ourselves. Okay, and sometimes we have to listen and receive what God has to say. But when we pray for ourselves, the thing I want you to remember is that we make ourselves available to God. And we say, God, I need these things, sure. But I want to make myself available to be used by you. So God, would you use me? Use my hands, use my life to change the world. Will you say that? Say this with me. Use my hands, use my life to change the world. Amen. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. You guys can stand up and head right back there with your teachers. As the children are going out, I'd invite you all to stand as we sing this next song. Since we're doing everything out of order and different today. Because this God that we're praying for, these people we've lifted up today, He knows. He knows your heart. He knows your soul. He knows everything about you. And He loves you anyway. It's amazing. This great God this great and mighty God who stepped down as a wee little baby and grew as a man so that he would know what it's like to live here. Some people say, well, that was a long time ago. It's not the same. It is the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is worthy of our praise. So let us join And sing this song and praise his holy name. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is he. Sing a new song. Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Let's sing that again. I can hear you, church. It's beautiful. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song. Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Oh. 
seated. 
Um, I'm going to reference a scripture for you. We're going we're gonna to move past it, but if you want to go back and look at Luke 18, 1 through 8, you can read that scripture. Zach, we're going to just move right on past it, bud. But um, that scripture, in summary, is this. When you pray, never give up. Say that. When you pray, when you never pray, give up. All right, let's try that again. Repeat after me. Let's try. Let's we'll try that. When you pray, when you pray, never give up. Never give up. When I pray, when I pray, never give up. Never give up. When we pray, when we pray, never give up. Never give up. We never give up. Never give up. Simply said, God doesn't say that He's going to answer your prayer the first time you do it. He says, never give up. He says, you keep beating down those doors. You keep trying. You keep praying. You keep wishing. You keep hoping. You keep on praying till there's no more earth left, till there is no more what we know it left. You you pray until He comes. We pray and we never give up. Ever. Now, we're going to do something that's not as familiar for us. Um, We are going to have a time of corporate confession now before you go crazy and think, oh my goodness, are you kidding? You're going to make me stand up and tell all my dirty laundry? No, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to have a time of corporate prayer where we say something out loud. Because as we sang, we sang the Revelation song. When you sing the Revelation song, for me anyway, I cannot help but think about the fact that I am in the presence of a holy and awesome and incredible God that is completely other than me. That is far beyond anything I could ever dream or imagine. He is is everything. And I look at myself and I say, I am unworthy. I am unworthy to be in your presence, my God and my King. And so today we're going to stand and you're going to hear people say from different places, we are going to have a time of corporate confession. People are going to read these confessions after you hear them state that. I just want you to say amen. That's it. And we will have a time. And then after that, if you need time to confess whatever is, is in your heart right now to God, then you do that. But I'm going to invite those who have something to confess, uh, those who are going to read a portion of our confession for us this morning to go ahead and begin now. After you hear the confession, let us pray. Amen. Lord, forgive us for not loving you with our whole hearts. Amen. 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 Lord, forgive us for not hearing the cry of the needy. Hear. Lord, forgive us for saying unpleasant and hurtful things to our brothers and sisters, and they have failed to live up to that. Amen. Lord, forgive us for failing to be an obedient servant. Amen.
Lord God, raise us out of the paralysis of guilt into the freedom and energy of forgiven people. And for those who through long habit find forgiveness hard to accept, we ask that you uh, break their bondage and set them free. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. And the Lord says to us, or I say, I guess, to us, the Lord God is merciful and gracious, endlessly patient, loving and true, showing mercy to thousands upon thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin, and granting pardon. Church, may we all hear from the lips of Jesus Christ as He hung on the cross, you, we, are forgiven. Amen Amen. and amen. We never give up because He never lets go. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. And even when I'm caught in the middle of the storms of this life, I won't turn back, I know you are near. And I will fear no evil, for my God is with me. If my God is with me, whom then shall I fear? Whom then shall I fear? Oh, oh no, you never let go through the calm and through the storm. Oh, no, you never let go. Every high and every low. Oh, no, you never let go, Lord, you never let go of me. And I can see a light that is coming for the heart that holds on. A glorious light beyond all compare. And there will be an end to these troubles, but until that day comes... We'll live to know you here on the earth, and I will fear no evil, for my God is with me, and if my God is with me, whom then shall I fear, whom then shall I We're singing over oh, now, you never let go, through the calm and through the storm. Oh no, you never let go, every high and every low. Oh no, you never let go, Lord, you never let go of me. Oh no, he never lets go, sing it again. Oh no, you never let go. Through the calm and through the storm Oh no, you never let go 
church i'm going to ask you to indulge me you all can be seated we've got one more and i don't want to not do it so sorry we're going to do it we're going to exercise this spiritual muscle of prayer it's the last one and it is for many the hardest one to truly do uh to do what i consider right and now there are no right ways to pray i understand i get that but silent prayer is one of the absolute hardest things to do because when we are silent before God, oh, our stuff comes out, folks. If you have ever been quiet, and even if you're not praying to God, your mind will go all over the place. And, and sometimes that mental conversation is not stuff we like. It's hard. It's tough. It cuts to the bone and the marrow of who we are. And so today we're going to spend a little time doing that. But what I'm going to ask you to do, I don't know if our ushers are still available, and I know I saw Matthew, but I saw he may be gone too. Can we get those, uh, those sheets? Yes. Can we pass those out? Would you hand one of those to me? While they're passing this, these out, I want to talk to you about this. This is our commitment. I told you we were going to be talking about commitment for this next month. And so today is the prayer commitment. Every adult and uh, junior high to high school student that's in the room, please take one. Um, I want you to, to look at it, and you'll have time during this time of quiet, and then also as the song is played afterwards, to respond. Uh, I don't know if we have pens. That is the one thing I don't think we took care of. Uh, if we need pens, we may see. Do we have any a bag of pens, Jenny? Do you know? I see you're moving that direction. You may be able to use the pen that's on the end of your row. If you have pens in your pockets or in your purses, please share with your neighbor. 
That would be wonderful. Um, and you can fill that out. But I'm going to ask you to wait. I, actually, I'll just ask you to wait to fill that out until the band starts playing the last song. But right now, I, I want to invite all of us to uh, quiet ourselves and receive what God has for us uh, this day to, to resist temptation, to resist what this world may try to draw us to. And just simply be quiet before God. So if you'll watch the screen, it will guide you through this prayer time. And then we will have some time of quiet after that too. Who thirsty and all who are weak come to the fountain and dip your heart in the stream of life let the pain and the sorrow be washed away in the waves of His mercy. His deep cries out too deep. We sing, come on, Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. 
Jesus come and all who are thirsty and all who are weak come to the fountain Dip your heart in the stream of life Let the pain and the sorrow Be washed away In the waves of His mercy As deep cries out to deep We sing come Jesus, come, come, Lord, Jesus, come, come, Lord, Jesus, come, come, Lord, Jesus, come. Let's invite the Spirit here. And Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. And Holy Spirit, come, come to us, Holy Spirit, come, as deep, as deep cries out to deep, as deep cries out to deep, as deep cries out we sing, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Spirit and Holy Spirit come. Call to Him, church. Holy Spirit come. Call to the Father. Won't you come, Lord? Abba, Father.
At the beginning of this morning, we read from the passage from Matthew, and I don't know if you've ever noticed, but at the very end of that, it talks about, you know, fathers, if you... Your child asks for this, would you give him a snake? And if he asks for this, would you give him a this? Or, and, and we all take that to mean, okay, God, when we pray to you, that means all the good stuff's going to come to us, right? But if you read at the very end of that passage, the thing that he promises, that if you ask the Father, he will send the Spirit. And folks, when we start through the rest of this month, I guarantee you, I promise you from the depths of who I am, we are going to need the Spirit in us to do the things that Jesus asks us to do. It is not easy. It is not for the faint of heart. It is for people who want to bring it, who want to live it. And so I would just pray that as you leave this place today, that you would pray with everything you have, that God would pour out His Holy Spirit upon your life this week and every single day. Because we all need it. No doubt. Amen? Amen. All right, you all please stand and receive this benediction. Thank you for those of you who made your commitments. I hope you made your reminders there of the commitment so you can take that home. But also, if you have not, you have time. We'll have other services throughout the month where you can bring these commitments and others up to the altar uh, if you want time to think about it and pray about it before you make those commitments. So receive this benediction. May the Lord God Almighty bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face upon you and may you see His smile. May He pour out His grace on you. And give you His peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.